Welcome to another edition of Here's the Pitch, sponsored by Bass's Restaurant in St. Louis. Five locations, STL Masses. Talking over this windstorm that someone in Oklahoma is having with, so I'll get to that in a moment. STLMasses.com. Matt Holiday is on the line. Hi, Grant. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, uh... Just came back from a little league practice. Not little league. I guess it's a high school practice, but things are getting a little bit more closer to somewhat normal, I guess, back here a little bit. We've got very few cases in my area, so uh, some of the younger players are starting to get a chance to maybe play some baseball soon. And you have younger players, meaning your children, right? Because I know you're coaching at Oklahoma yeah. State, but tell me about your children that are playing right now. Yeah, yeah, my children. The college is all shut down. We're still, uh, uh, we're still not able to do anything at, at Oklahoma State. But yeah, my uh, my 16 year old had practice today with his travel team, and uh, the 13 year old has a broken wrist right now. But his team is, is I think they're they're playing a tournament this weekend. So uh, there's there's some baseball. I'm excited to get a chance to watch uh, my kids play baseball. It's been kind of kind of weird, obviously, in the spring, not having any baseball to watch on a pro level or a college level or any level actually, but. Uh, I'm excited to get a chance to see my kids play and and, uh, and get back out and into a baseball field. What is quarantining like uh, in the Holiday household in Stillwater, Oklahoma? Well, it's not too bad because you know it's it's uh, we have we have a piece of property uh, that has some acreage and we have a wiffle ball field and we have a, a basketball set up. So uh, it's not too bad. We fish, we play basketball, we play wiffle ball. Um, kids play a lot of video games uh, and there's uh, very little schoolwork mixed in the public schools uh, don't have quite the capabilities as some of the uh, private schools as far as online classes go so it's basically been an extended summer for the kids and, and uh, a lot of board games so we, we try to find outlets to, to get our competitions to get our uh, competitive spirit out, uh, out, out a little bit We've gone about two and a half minutes, and you haven't busted my balls yet. I feel good about this. Well, I didn't know. You brought off a sponsor. You actually have a sponsor for this show? I do. Wow. Kirk. Well, that's, that's uh, that, I mean, that's doing something. I mean, that's, I, I figured this was, uh, you know, Pro I don't know if anybody listens to this, so oh, that's no. good. We got a lot, a lot. You're coming off of Bob Costas' interview, so you're like the next. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I am a huge step down from Bob Costas, so I don't know how you pulled that off. Well, I mean, he's doing the Michael Jordan documentary. He's way important. I figured you were. Yeah, that. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, but I, I mentioned. Well, uh, you know, go ahead. He's doing the documentary, and I'm watching the documentary, so we got that going. What do you think of? It? I mean, it's pretty awesome, right? Oh yeah, very entertaining. I I wish there was more stuff like that on on teams. I I love the. The inside, uh, you know, inside the locker room, inside the, the practice facilities, and and the team environment dynamics. I mean, that's to me, it's super interesting and, and fascinating to watch. Uh, you know, what winning teams and, and winning players and, and uh, just the mentality. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a really good watch. Now, now you say that, but now I, as you remember, we used to work a lot together. I tried to get you to do all kinds of things for TV. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Brad, get out of here. We're not doing that. That's stupid. But now you're saying yep. you would have liked that for maybe the 2011 Cardinals, which I proposed doing something on that whole team. You know, it's it's uh, it depends on who's asking. You know what I mean? If it, if it was Bob Costas or somebody like that, you know, somebody with some real cred, 
<laughs> I'd probably been a little more uh, okay with it. But with you and Jim Hayes asking, it's a it's a huge no every time. Okay. I, so uh, you're doing a podcast yourself, I see. You and your wife, uh, Table 40, a fan-based podcast. I've seen Adam Wainwright's joined you, Lance Bergman, a few of your other teammates. So you're trying to get into podcasting. I knew it would happen. You know, but I don't have a sponsor, so I'm not. Clearly, I'm not near the level uh, that you are. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. You know, it's uh, uh, we don't have. You know, like you said, the quarantine thing got a lot of time on my hands. Uh, my wife felt like she was led to to start a podcast and take advantage of a lot of the people and and the, the resources and people that we've run run into over the last twenty years, and uh, we tried to. Obviously not very professionally done, uh, but it's more explicitly, you know, like a conversation around a table. And, uh, you know, you had a lot of conversations and dinners, and uh, we used to like to invite a lot of the players and, and uh, over to the house. And, and, uh, and it was just kind of uh, based on that, all the conversations we've had over the years. And, and uh, it's, it's been good. I think uh, we've had good, good feedback so far. Like I said, we're obviously not experienced journalists like yourself but um we're we're trying i don't was that a shot or was that for real i couldn't tell i don't know i like to keep you guessing i do have a sponsor though it's right free toasted raviolis if i uh, mentioned here's a free free order toasted raviolis right there bob costas is uh is way i mean that's that's big time so you immediately you know command a little bit of respectable respectableness uh with bob costas so Good for you. Me, me and Bobby go way back. Um, you finished your career at a 299 average. How much does that piss you off? The 299. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it. Uh, at one point uh, with the Rockies in 18, it was back up to 300. I probably should have just walked away. Um, but I didn't. We were right in the middle of the playoff hunt. So, um, no, I it, it stings a little. Uh, it does. But... I'm not going to lose sleep over a half of a point over a 15-year career. Um, but, yeah, uh, thanks for bringing that up, yeah. 2,096 hits, 316 homers, seven-time All-Star. As you're now sort of obviously officially retired, I think, right? You're not doing the Jamie Moyer coming back in like 49, right? Uh, I haven't filed the papers, but I think it's fair to say. I hit a little bit yesterday and with my kids and, my back didn't feel that great. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty much officially retired. Do you get a chance to kind of reflect at all, or did, is it still sort of, uh, I'm still thinking in that mindset of a player? About that you know, I, I miss a lot of the elements of the, the team environment and the, and the competition. Uh, I miss that. Um, it's, it's kind of strange. I think you always, like as an athlete, you view yourself as an athlete. Um, so it's, it's been a little bit kind of a weird, um, a little bit weird transition just, uh, but the good thing is, is if I've, I've gotten into coaching and, and I'm around my boys a lot and, uh, I'm still around the game a lot, which I like and, and, and I have a passion for, and, um, the college coaching thing has been a good fit because it's not quite as time consuming as a, as a pro coaching situation. So I get a chance to be a lot of my kids' stuff and, and, uh, and games and home every night and, and don't have to, as the volunteer assistant, I don't, I don't get to recruit uh, away from campus. So um, it's, it's not all that time-consuming, and, and so it's been kind of a good transition for me. 
but I'd be lying if I didn't say if you know if I said I didn't miss miss playing and and the and the you know lacing them up with the boys and, and playing in front of fifty thousand people with with the game on the line taking it at bat uh, those kind of things you 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 can't really replace those kind of things and so um, it's it's uh, I, I think if you talk to all professional athletes there's definitely a a transition period uh, when you're done playing and you realize that uh, that that part of your life is over and it's time to move on to something else. Yeah, you've been awfully complimentary to me earlier here during this interview, and I, I rem- you were quite the ball buster back in the day as a player. Uh, as we got to know you, I, I started to think maybe you liked me, and then at the end I thought, no, he doesn't. Are you the same type of ball buster as a coach? And, and it's almost like Michael Jordan, as we talked about. When you watch these this documentary with him, he is just on top of these guys, and, and he keeps saying it's because I want them to be as good as me. Uh, but are you a ball buster with your player? I mean, do these do these kids? It, it, it you're staying out of the screen. Part of the reason I'm not letting you have it with your new beard and your long hair is is that you're st- see, yeah, you look you look, you're going for the new look. You used to be a little more tightly groomed, but uh, you're letting it go a little bit in this quarantine. Apparently, haven't left the house um, in two two months. Nope. Well, good for you. Way to follow the rules, Brad. Nice job. My mom, my mom says I look great. I got to say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, you got to be careful with the kids. You know, with the, with the college kids, you got to get to know them a little bit before you start busting their balls. So you, you know, they know that you're that you love them and you're kidding them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like to give them a hard time a little bit. But I, I, um, I'm probably a little bit more. Um, I'm probably a little nicer to them than I was to you, um, but uh, I do like to, to keep things, uh, keep them on edge a little bit and, and make them wonder if I'm serious or not serious. That's good, because yeah, you, sometimes we couldn't tell, uh, but at the end, yeah. I, was, I was pretty I was pretty assured that you hated me, so I'm shocked that you're doing this. <laughs> no, I always enjoyed our time together. I, I seriously, um, you, you had some, some huge moments, but I, I can't, I started thinking about your last game uh, in St. Louis and just what that weekend was like, and I can't really think of another um, time that that ever happened in Cardinal history, at least as long as I've been watching. Um, what, I mean, just to know that you say you're not coming back, and then you have to go out and play, and then you, you do what you did with the home run, and then coming off, and the and the tears, I was crying. I was crying too, Matt, I gotta be honest. Not really, but I thought it was <laughs> you know, it was, it was the kind of a, you know, it was an odd situation just because um, you're trying to handle it the right way, you know, with the option and just knowing that that, that probably was going to be the last time, uh, you know, I don't know. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to, to be uh, memorable in the fact that I wanted to thank the right people the right way and didn't really even think about playing because my thumb was, was still... Uh, really tender and 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 really right in the middle of as you remember right in the middle of of the playoff hunt still and so getting it bad or, or even you know any sort of playing moment I was not really in my mind of I really wanted to just thank the fans and, and kind of just um, the people that, that the clubhouse guys and all the people that you, you know you don't get a chance to probably see in person I didn't really want to thank them over the phone and so when talking to Mo and, and, and them being candid with me allowed me to, to kind of get what I wanted out, um, you know, as far as to the, the, all, the all the people um, that, you know, for, that work for the Cardinals and, and all the people that kind of behind the scenes. And then, you know, it was Mike's idea to, you know, try to get me in at bat and activate me in September, which 
it's no big deal, obviously, because you have 40 spots and, and uh, you know, you're still on the roster. So uh, he wanted to activate me, and, and he said, hey, you know, if I get a chance to get you in a bat, I'm going to get you get you in a bat. And so I was like, oh, all right, I better take some swings in the, in the cage so that I don't embarrass myself. And um, it just kind of all happened, you know, it was this, I think it was the seventh inning, and and uh, he said, hey, you're, you're leading off. And uh, I was like, uh-oh. So I went to the cage and, and got loose and, and uh, kind of happened quick. So, you know, just the moment and, and just trying to take it in and, and the appreciation uh, that the fans showed me and, and, and my appreciation back. And it just got emotional when you start thinking about, uh, you know, seven-plus years uh, and, and all the, all the, the time I spent there and, and just all the amazing games and environments and, and uh, the way I was treated by the fans and my family and, and just living there. And uh, it just kind of was a really cool moment. And then, you know, you get down 0-2 in the count, and I'm thinking, gosh, don't strike out. This would be embarrassing. And, uh, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I had a bit of a divine moment where, uh, you know, I hit a home run and, and get to round the bases. And uh, just the emotion of that, of, of uh, the crowd cheering and, recognizing that at that at that time I thought was going to be my last at bat as a Cardinal and uh, to be able to hit a home run and and, uh, and and have Matt Carpenter and then Yachty and and Wayno and then Mike and, and some of the people uh, that mean you know a lot to me that I've spent a lot of a lot of time with uh, greeting me it was, it was very emotional it was just kind of a, a, a picture book ending uh, kind of to, to my time in St. Louis and what it represented to me and my family and in my career um it was it really came together uh really cool kind of quick kind of kind of out of nowhere a little bit and uh obviously i got a net bat you know mike mike saw that i, I could still swing it a little bit so in a big situation the next day he fires me back in there um but you know i think that's the moment um that, that i'll remember forever obviously and, and, and a lot of the cardinals fans kind of remember that as my as my last moment you know as, as a cardinal and and uh, my career there so 09, like going way back, you get traded here to St. Louis, and then you have the option, obviously, that off season to pick wherever you want to go. And I really, I don't, I can't really think of other guys now. There was a whole list of them: Edmonds and Chris Carpenter and Scott Rowland, who all came, got traded here, and then decided they wanted to stay. And I can't think of any off the top of my head now. But tell me a little bit about how that came about for you. Just the fact that. Did you know that you wanted to be here after being here for a month? I mean, the August you hit like 500 or something like that. Yeah. Or was it still, hey, I'm a free agent, I'm going to test it out? Or was it one of those things where you got into this situation with the winning and all the red and the mm-hmm. 4,000 and you said, I'm staying? You know, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of a deal where I knew a lot of Cardinals. And, and the, the previous offseason, uh, before I got traded to the A's, um, that it was really down to the A's and the Cardinals uh, to get traded to St. Louis. Then, you know, in in uh, in, the, in November, December, whenever I got traded, um, I actually thought I was coming to St. Louis. I had some some people, you know, that had some information that 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 you know it looked like I was going to get traded to St. Louis. And then I guess at the last minute, uh, Odell decided to take the package from the A's instead. Um, and so. When I eventually did get traded St. Louis, um, it was really exciting for me to go. Uh, I, think, I don't know if we were in last place, but not, not kind of a young team in, in Oakland that wasn't playing very well to a to a pennant contending, World Series contending franchise like like St. Louis, and and um, 
and a lot of the guys I I met, Skip and, and Mark McGuire and, and some of the people that I had met before, and uh, just getting calls and how that went down it was super exciting. And then you know I got over there and and was I was kind of getting I was starting to get really where I was in a good groove with Oakland right before I got traded, so it was good timing and, and kind of rolled it right into St. Louis and and uh, was swinging the bat really really well and um, you know ended up having a really good month and a half and and uh, and the way. Just playing in front of that fan base, and 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 Wayno and I hit it off, and a lot of the guys on the team became very close, very fast. And I think at one point Wayno said that if I didn't sign back, he was going to peg me every time I came up to bat. <laughs> um, so I said that's no problem, but you don't throw hard. But, right. Uh, anyway, um, so it was it was really uh, I I had made it to, to free agency, which as you know everybody knows, you know players if you get to free agency. You know, especially during, uh, you know, 10 years ago, whatever that was, um, that was the way to, to kind of get a long-term contract. And um, so, obviously, you're going to weigh your options. And, and uh, you know, Mo was very candid with me. And, and uh, you know, I had – I wanted to kind of see what was out there. But ultimately, I told Scott, uh, my agent, that, hey, I want to I wanna own it up in St. Louis. So, do what you got to do to get me a good contract. But ultimately, I'd, I'd love to – to go back to St. Louis and um, and 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 play there a long time after after my experience there. So uh, when 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 I got a good offer and and Mr. Dewitt and Mo put their their faith and trust in me to give me that kind of an offer, uh, I was thrilled to to be back and kind of a place where I'd get the next seven years to kind of settle in and be part of the community and um, you know move move there and and kind of ingrain ingrain myself into the community and. And get to know the the people and and kind of make myself at home, so to speak, and and hopefully win a championship or, or more. And you know, ultimately, we we won one and and uh, and got to a couple of World Series. So uh, it worked out great for me, and and uh, it worked out exactly how I had hoped, kind of going into free agency. And I was telling the story the other day, just on this podcast, sponsored by Masses Restaurants, Matt. There we go. Yeah, that's another cheese bread right there. Free cheese bread from Masses. STLMasses.com. But I remember, uh, obviously, the game at Dodger Stadium in Game 2, and it, it didn't end the way you probably wanted or anybody. But we get on the bus, and you were be, you were sitting behind me. I remember that. And I remember Wayno's uh, whatever daughter, his eighth or ninth daughter, he had just had, and she was on the bus, too. <laughs> and he they, she started screaming. And I just thought, man, Matt, Matt's having a rough night. He, this kid's screaming. But I remember thinking... You know, this is how a professional acts here, because you couldn't tell what happened on that bus with the team. Um, you guys had so many professionals on that team. You had John Smoltz, you had Carpenter, and um, but I, I just remember thinking, well, this is—I mean, it's obviously affecting you, but it's this is how a professional reacts. But can you tell me a little bit about the, uh, the play at Dodger Stadium? Because it was rough, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where um, you know it happens and. You you know it's it's devastating because uh, you know ultimately they win and uh, it's it's devastating for the effect that it has on the team uh, mostly because you let your teammates down. I mean it sucks as an individual, but you feel like you let your teammates down um, and and really uh, you know you, you, there's nothing you can do. You know there's not you can't change it. So. Um, as, a, as an athlete, as a pro, you know, you've got to turn the page quickly and, and move on to what you can do next. And, and you know, you, you've, 
you put it into perspective, right? You you say, you know, it's you know, there's it's not the end of the world, and there's there's another game, and there's another day, and there's another play, and there's another moment ahead. Um, and so you try to put it behind you. It's hard. I mean, it's it's something to this day that you know that in my career where I'm like, dang, you know, I wish that hadn't happened. Um, but that's part of sports, man. You, you're gonna if you're on good teams playing in big games, and, and if you do it long enough, you're gonna have things go well, and you're gonna have things that suck, and that's just part of it. And um, you know how you handle adversity ultimately defines who you are. And so. Um, you know, that was, that was my, my thing is, is I've got to be an example to my kids and, and uh, you know, show my teammates that I'm tough, that I can handle that kind of thing and, and come back and play and, 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 you know, show up the next day and, and have be the same guy. And I think that that's, that's all about being a good teammate and be the same guy every day, whether you're, you're killing it or, or you're getting crushed at the time, you, uh, you show up the same every day. And, and that was something I took a lot of pride in as, as, a, as a player. Yeah, that's what I remember. I just I remember you just kind of it it, it it set an example. I thought um, we got a couple more minutes with Matt Holiday in a car. What car? What are you driving? What what do you got there? Is it a mini? Uh, it's the white truck. No Bentley. No big car. No, I don't have any of that. So doing research here now. You I remember bought a house in Jupiter, and uh, I tried to get my my uh, self over there a few times. You wouldn't you wouldn't invite me. Uh, of course not. Man, what a house. Do you miss living in Jupiter, Florida? I mean, you lived on the water, on the inlet, and I said, if that thing ever comes for sale, you let me know. You didn't, and yeah. I, I don't think I could afford it because you did sell it. You missed it. You missed the spot. Yeah, you missed your opportunity. No, I miss. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no ocean in Stillwater, but <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's give and take uh, anywhere you you live. Um, you know, I I miss the water and the fishing and and uh, but. I also missed my family and, and, you know, kind of a slower pace living here in Oklahoma. I mean, we have, you know, a lot of land and, and, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's give and take. I mean, I miss, I miss parts of Jupiter. Uh, I miss that house. Yeah. I like that house, but you know, it's, it's just a house. It's just a house. Did you make so, that decision or did someone else make this decision? No, I, I, I did actually. My wife, she, she would rather live in Jupiter, I think, okay. but, uh, uh, and the kids, I don't know. I think I might have been the only. Look, I needed a job, and hanging out, waiting for my kids to get out of school, wasn't going to satisfy um, w- what I was going to do next. So um, I wanted to find something that I could do when I was done playing uh, that would that would be satisfying to to for for me to work and to, to have something to do and, and to have an you know, impact on on people and. Um, there just really wasn't kind of a role I could I could see myself doing anywhere in Jupiter. Could have done like lawns and stuff, or you know, like cut grass and. Yeah, I'm not that good at that. I have to do stuff that I'm I actually kind of know a little bit about, which limits me to like baseball, and, and that's pretty much it. It works now. I was gonna say, what would you have done? Let's let's do that hacky question. If not baseball, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I. I got to wait for my kids to get out of school and coach their their little league teams. I mean, that was about it. But um, you know, I'm just a decent fisherman. I'm not a golfer. Um, I don't have many hobbies. That's part of the problem. I probably should have taken up a few things uh, as hobbies more when I was when I was playing. We could co-host a. Pro- we could do a podcast together, me and you, like just weekly. Yeah, okay. we could. Uh, 
But again, table, you know, I'm table. looking for interesting things. <laughs> table 80, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I can make things interesting. All right, so tw I have to ask about 2011, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do whatever you're going right. to do. So give me a little bit about um, just that that run i mean that that you know the team obviously in mid-august it's a it's a good team it's it's got albert it's got you it's got lance berkman you got chris carpenter uh pretty good pitching staff that goes out every fifth day but um august it's not working and light i mean a light switch happens i that september run is it's something that'll never i don't think i'll ever see anything like that i don't think anybody will ever see anything like that that playoff run and then obviously game six uh well i mean they still show it you know during quarantine just what did your what do you when you think back about that time uh, how much fun is it to remember to well you had two of them because 2007 you won obviously in 2011 yeah. but 2007 yeah. with the rockies you guys won like yeah. what 20 out of 21 to get in so tell me a little bit about that run in 2011 well you know i think the, the thing that comes to mind is how much fun that team was and, and we had a lot of characters and a lot of talent and uh, overcoming getting you know your best pitcher as Tommy John surgery in spring training so immediately you take your ace off the staff and you know the, I think people kind of wrote us off a little bit um, when when Wayno goes down in spring training uh, it was a big blow but we had a lot of talent on that team when you look back I mean you know you're talking about Carp and and Lance Berkman and and you know Yachty and who else I mean you, you're talking about some Hall of Fame kind of players there and um so we did we couldn't get anything to kind of all three phases to click it felt like for most of the season where you know our pitching would be doing well but we would have have a hard time scoring runs or we'd be scoring runs but our you know relief pitching wasn't be good wouldn't be doing well or we just couldn't tie everything together and then you know it kind of clicked for us all at the same time and we all you know, we started playing well and, and got some momentum and some confidence. And then, uh, you know, like you said, we had, we had a, a Hall of Fame manager, veteran leadership. We had some young guys. You know, we picked up some guys uh, late in the season that, that added, uh, you know, kind of helped pick up where we were a little bit, um, we were a little bit short. Um, and it just kind of all worked together. And then, you know, you got to think about, you know, the game, game five of Carp and Ray Halliday and just what an epic battle that was and um you talk about game six and and then you know even game seven against the rangers and albert hitting three homers uh in texas and just just lots of cool stuff but i think for me uh the memories of that team was all the characters and, and uh, guys like skip schumacher and and ryan terrio and gerald laird and um nick Punto and and all these guys it was just jake westbrook and just really awesome guys that were lots of fun and bus rides and flights and locker rooms and just great memories and stories from that team uh you know it was just a lot of fun and you came to the field every day excited to be there and even when we were struggling a little bit it was still a group that stuck together because we, we enjoyed each other so much and we knew that there was enough talent um so it was that the memories of, of the guys and 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 doing something uh together that pulling everybody pulling in the same direction and accomplishing something like that is is uh is really what stands out you had 435 in that nlcs 10 hits six runs five rbis i don't remember that <laughs> sorry to say but i know i, I played really well in the nlcs yeah <laughs> But everybody did. But then David Freeze obviously is the big hit in Game Six, three two big hits. He has hits all throughout. You kind of took him under your wing that year. What was that like watching him do his thing? And you're kind of being a mentor and 
and uh, just tell me a little bit about. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just really cool to see, especially like a hometown guy, like having that kind of impact on an organization that he grew up cheering for and watching. I mean, it's it's really hard to even script something like that. I mean, it's crazy to think that he grew up in St. Louis, gets traded to the Cardinals, has two of the biggest hits, you know, and, and you know, I guess not. I mean, you know, kind of in franchise history. I mean. Um, and then gets a chance to be the World Series MVP and SES MVP in his, his hometown. Uh, pretty cool. Um, David has come a long way. I mean, growing up, as far as you know, as, as some of the things that he's dealt with, and um, he's he's allowed me to, to be a little bit of a part of his life, and, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching his growth as a person and as a player, and then ultimately, you know, retiring after having a tremendous career, and now he's got. You know, son and, and another one on the way, and and is married, and just it's cool to see where he's at, and and kind of how his life's unfolded, and and uh, just a, a, a great great friend. Yeah, I love him. I'm so glad he, he's kind of gotten away from St. Louis, honestly, because I know it was kind of rough to have to be Mr. David Freed yeah. in the town. Uh, you yeah. got you were great. Uh, I thank you. Now you got you did do some f- big fun with uh, the Fox Sports uh, things that I would do. You you would hem and haw, but you'd open up baseball cards with me. Can we do one pack? Remember the old school baseball tournament? Yeah, you sure. Won, yeah. You, now, tell, I don't you, have any. You, I have one right here. See, I know, but I, mean, I can't open it. Well, I'm going to open a pack, and then we can just talk about what we get here. Uh, did you enjoy? Okay. You enjoyed that? I think. I think quietly you enjoyed. We did a thing where you, we, we, I pitted like eight guys against each other. The first one was you versus David Freeze. You won. I was so sad because I knew David would keep doing it. I didn't think yeah. you would, but you did. You kept did doing I? it. You went all the way to the finals against Mike Aldretti, and I'm Mike Aldretti won. Oh, although, yeah. I think he pulled, Mark, pulled Mark Grant. So, oh, man, I lost to Mark Grant. You did. Well, he pulled him. Well, yeah. He pulled wow. a Mark Grant card. Uh, so this is a, a 1990 edition Upper Deck, Matt. So I'll just pull out some Sweet. cards here, and I'll show the viewers the viewers at home. This is being videotaped as well, Matt, so people can see. Are, are you still lifting? It looks like you're a little scrawny these days. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing in quarantine, playing basketball and lifting weights. I have not. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, I can see your man babe right there. Don't look at my boob. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was uh-huh. not nice of you, Matt. Well... All right, we got Mike Mike Lacoste. Mike Lacoste, all right. Remember I'm now. Okay. That's not going to win us any, any package championship. Nin- so. 1990 Upper Decks with Matt Holiday. This is okay. Uh, come on, come Dave, on, Dave Valley. Dave Valley, he's a great guy. I'm actually good friends with him. I like Dave Valley. Dave Valley, catcher, uh, longtime yeah. catcher at the Mariners, fun guy. He's on the MLB Network now. That's right. He does some of that. I yeah. got. The big guy, Minnesota twin, Juan Berenguer. Oh, Juan Berenguer, I remember him, yeah. So the way we would play this at Fox is uh, if you had a mustache, 80s mustache, you get four points. That is a nice stash. Well, this is a... Why don't you shave a stash? You get rid of the beard and just keep the stash. That'd be sick. I've done that. It didn't look yeah. great. Well, I gotta uh, tell you what happened. So I did. You don't that. have a lot of options, so I mean, no. what, what's the matter? I say the more I can cover up my face, the better. So I try to. Well, I agree. Yeah, uh, agree. I, I did do that thing, and it. it my wife got mad because it said I just looked like I was pissed off all the time. Like even though I probably was. Yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing. Yeah. I got Alice Burks here. Good uh, boss. Yeah, that's a good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we'll find no, someone. No mustache. No. Well, yeah. Well, he's got a goatee. All right. We got uh, Kevin Seitzer. 
Kevin Seitzer. Is he a bad hitter? Is really he good hitter. Hitting yep. coach somewhere now? He was. was. I don't know if he still is. Oh. You, I remember now. This is this one. You you named something on this guy the last time you. I watched this actually to prepare for this interview. We have Rick Roden. Wow, that's a nice stash. I think you said it was a varmint that was living on his face when you said that. It. Looks like, yeah, that looks like that's an '80s stash right there. Even the back, he's still rocking. Like you can't get rid of that. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Rick Roden myself later tonight. That's what I'm doing. I think you should. <laughs> yeah, you need some more girth on your stash, though. That That's some solid girth. I'm going to send you a picture of what I did last year because you know, I know uh, you want to see that. R.J. Reynolds. This is a terrible pack so far, although. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a pirate. He, I always, so it's weird because he, he sort of looked like Barry Bonds. He wears number yeah. 23. So every time, but it was R.J. Reynolds. Okay, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Davis, power hitter. Glenn Davis. He's a good player. Is that another mustache right there, huh? He's got... That's another four-pointer. Yeah. Yeah. Got uh, Is that... Is he fouling a pitch off? What's he doing there? Uh, he looks like he's trying to decide whether or not he's going to swing. Okay. Got a few more. Terry, Terry, Terry Pohl. Terry Pohl. Terry Pohl. Yeah. This is a bad pack. I mean, these They're are struggling. great players from the 80s and 90s, but Terry Pohl. We've got another... Uh, Astro here, Gerald Young. Wow. He was fast. Okay. How many cards do we have left? We have four, 15 more cards to go. No, five more Are cards. Are you serious? No. Oh, I was going to say, Good wow, pack. That's the biggest pack of cards ever. All right, here's, this is a, this is a great, this would get you about 20 points. Daryl Strawberry. All right, now we're talking. Did you, uh, did, did you know Daryl at all? He played, yeah, probably later than, earlier than you. I actually know him. He's a pastor now. Yeah, it's he's trying to turn, turn his life around. Yeah, I heard him speak at, at a conference uh, in November. Lived in St. Louis, met his wife here. That's where he kind of got. I think his, he still does. Does he? I thought he moved to Florida, but uh, maybe. But I, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Maybe I, I don't know, but I know at one point he lived in St. Louis. I'm staring at my move now. This whole time, all I'm doing is looking at this. Region. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. All right, this is if, if you're a kid. This was one of your favorites right here. This is one of mine. Wally Joyner. Wally Joyner, great story. Hitting coach. Where's he a coach at? Padres? No. He was. I don't know where he's at now, but he was. Timothy Leary. Tim Leary. Yep. No Cardinals yet, huh? No. This is Curtis Wilkerson. Mm. Should have stacked the decks. I know. And then uh, Nelson Lariano. Wow. So I will. So Daryl Strawberry was our and Wally Joyner were the highlights. I will. I mean, because we have Matt here, I'll, I'm going to show him the pack that we opened up last time on our our, our little series here. So we were doing this way back in what 2010, me and you. So I've got this. Uh, I don't remember. 90s. It was more important to you than me. It was very important to me. It, well, I was trying to win Emmys. All I wanted to do was win Emmys. But look, all right. So this is this was Tops '89, and this came. Wait. That is a Randy Johnson. Oh yes, that's bonus points. That's Hall of Famer. That's mustache. That's, I mean, his nickname. I mean, there's all kinds of winning points on that. What was Expos. Your, did you have a nickname, by the way? No. Okay. I had one last question. So, if if you were looking at baseball today and they're talking about playing, and where would, where are you with playing right now as a player? We heard some players say, "I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do it. My health." Where where would you be? Um, if if this was you right now and, and your thoughts and maybe you're talking no. I, 
I would want to play. I'd want to play as soon as possible. I mean, I, I mean, I think as players, like the the not knowing and kind of trying to stay ready, or when are we going to play or not play, or I would say, you know what, let's play. You figure out a way. I'll I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it upon myself to to be safe and social distance. Like you know, keep my distance from from uh, you know away from the field, and I, I would. I would be all about trying to play. I think you still could. You may, hey, you might be able to walk on right now. There might be some. Yeah. Well, you know, if they got the American League and the or the DH in the National League, you know, I probably still could be playing for the Cardinals. But they are. I know. So I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna. I think it looks like they're gonna let the National League have a DH. So. Too bad that didn't happen a couple years ago. You just said though you haven't filed the papers, so let's. Uh... Let's break some news here. Matt Holiday's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some work to do then. I was going to say, did I wear you out? This was fun. I had a great time. I had a big fun until, uh, until I started looking okay. at my, my, my man boob. Yeah, I'm going to go play wiffle ball. You want to see our wiffle ball field? Yeah, let's see it. Let's see what you got going on. Now, where's this at? What's that our land? Oh, you have land? Yeah. How many acres? Uh, it's about 130. Anything else? Get a pond, pool, or a pond? Yep, we have a nice pond. We have a uh, barn that has a basketball gym inside of it. What? Uh, what kind of? You stock that thing in fish? What kind of fish are in the pond? Yeah, it's got it's got some bass and, and crappie. Uh, there's catfish in there. They they don't want to eat. I don't know what the deal is. Supposedly there's catfish in there. We haven't been able to get them out, but we'll see. Well, it's good to see you happy, healthy. Family sounds like they're good. This was I had a blast. I had a blast. It's I, great to see your face. I knew we would, and we should and do it again soon. <laughs> we yeah. We'll open up some more baseball. Look at you covering them up. I am. I, I, no, I'm cold. Matt, I'm just cold. Yeah. It's still cold in yeah, the house bet, right now. I bet you are. All right, that's this edition of Here's the Pitch. I thank Matt Holiday, and I thank Masses, my title sponsor. I was going to say, good for you. You must be tight with the sponsor. Tight, free toasted ravioli for another week or so. For masses. There you hey, go. Hey, curbside delivery. They're doing online ordering, Matt. You could have probably bring it down to Stillwater, Oklahoma. No, that actually sounds pretty good. Well, again, I appreciate your time. I knew uh, this was a big, a big thrill for me. Uh, a lot of Cardinal fans, I'm sure, want to hear from here. you. Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again. No one's doing yeah. anything. That's right. I'm available. I got nothing going on. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, Matt Holler. Right. We'll talk to you soon. See you, man.